More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Yes, it is. And it's an honor today to have Shannon Popkin here with us. She's a mom. She's a wife. But she's also an author and a speaker, a Bible teacher. She has a podcast, so many things. She just really lives her life for Jesus, and she knows that he is the truth. And so welcome to the show, Shannon. We're so glad to have you. Hey, it's so great to be with you, Jennifer. It really is. Long time no see. We saw each other last week at a conference, and that was (laughs) wonderful. I really enjoyed your message and your measuring cup (laughs) illustration, and so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, why don't you start with, as a child or or your testimony, how did God enter into your heart or into your life? Well, Jennifer, I have one of those stories that most people want their kids to have. Uh, I remember just growing up in a family where my parents loved the Lord. Mm. Um, They were, at when I was a toddler, they were just newly reconnecting with God, and it was exciting. You know, I remember they were reading me my little Bible story book, um, but I didn't realize at the time, but it was their first time, my mom says, you know, reading these stories. And so I just caught on from an early age. This was important. This was exciting. And I remember church just being one of the most important parts of our lives. We, I I loved going to church. And it was, to me, it was like, okay, this is what matters most. Um, These people are the people who matter the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and then, you know, what they thought of you really mattered too. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to that. Like what what the what the church people think, you know, of course in the rest of the world, as a Christian, as believers, um, I just caught on as a really young child that it did the re- it didn't really matter what the rest of the world thought because they were the per- people that weren't in the church. But in the church, like it was really important <laughs> that, you know, these mm. church people, what they thought mattered and that you were it was important to measure up, and, um, you know, you just wanted wanted everybody at church to think that you were doing it right, <laughs> you know? So mm. um, that was, yeah, that just kind of, that sunk in deep early on uh, as a kid. And I, and I, about age four, I asked my mom, I was playing outside one day, and I came in and said, hey, um, can you tell me more about that story about Nicodemus that I heard in Sunday school? He was talking about this being born again thing, and I don't understand what that means. And she was explained to me, well, yeah, it's a mystery. We don't, it's not like babies can't be born twice, but we need to be born spiritually. And once we're born spiritually, we get to live forever. And I was like, well, I want that. I want to be born again. <laughs> um, and my mom said, well, you're too little. You know, you're too young. You don't, you don't quite understand. And I started crying because I wanted, I wanted to be born again. Mm. And so eventually she caved in and let me. The heart of a child. (laughs) um, Yes. Yeah. And you remember that. I mean, how beautiful is that you remember that at age four to me, this is proof of how important it is that we share that even with the littlest of children, the love of God, they can Mm. receive it. Yes. They yes, absolutely amen. can. So, so that was yes. your salvation moment then. It was, yeah. Mm. Of course, you know, my faith has had to grow along with my cognitive growth, right? All mm-hmm. of us 
start to understand more about Jesus and our, even our minds develop. Um, but, yeah, that was a really important mm. moment for me. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of see it as layers. Like that was I, – I was learning some things that were the core, my core of who I am in Jesus. But then I was learning some things in that setting that I think – influenced me and and I think that the enemy kind of used against me you know um like those those ideas of like just wanting to be right wanting to be perfect wanting hating the idea of being exposed as someone who's done something wrong or has uh you know not measuring up as a Christian yes can you relate to that at all oh so many times over not measuring up. Yeah. I mean, my husband's a pastor and, you know, I know I tell my kids, I'm so sorry you live life in the fishbowl, you know? Yeah. So I get yeah. it. I do. Exactly. Oh, so you totally get it. And I just, I remember, um, you know, they say that your earliest memory says something about what's important to you. <laughs> and mm. one of my earliest memories is right around that time, probably about four years old, because I, I couldn't read yet, and I learned to read at about age five, I think, five or six. So in, I'm in church. We had a balcony at our church, and I remember um, asking my parents if I could sit by myself. <laughs> so maybe that tells you a little bit about me, too. Like, I was just, I, I was so lucky. I got to sit in the row in front of them all by myself, all independent. And I remember holding my hymn book and being so proud that I was all by myself holding my hymn book and singing out mm. with all the grown-ups. And then a woman uh, reached over my shoulder and turned my hymn book, like, right side up. <laughs> well, I did not like this because I, I glanced back, and, and there she was. She and her friends, they're just just—they're looking down on me with these sweet, patronizing smiles. And I did not like it because... Like, how dare they expose me to the watching world as the only person in the church holding her hymn book upside down. <laughs> so I took that hymn book and I flipped it back the other way. You know, like, this is the way I like to hold my hymn book. Thank That's you very so much. That's so funny. <laughs> and, you know, looking back, it seems ludicrous, right? Right? Why, as a four-year-old, would it matter if, I, if others saw that I was doing it wrong? Like, but I, I didn't, I couldn't read. But then as a 51-year-old, I could ask the same question, right? Yeah. Why does it matter if others see me doing it wrong? Right? Doing yeah. it wrong as a parent, doing it wrong as a believer, and I walk with Jesus, doing it wrong even like as a neighbor, like not having my yard perfect or, <laughs> um, you know, my, my marriage, all, all these different, I, it's like, why is it such a big deal if others see my flaws? And so perfectionism, oh, it is such a burden. And so especially I think as somebody who's grown up in the church and always wanting to do it right, I've really struggled with worrying what people think and what they're going to say. And I think that my enemy has has definitely used that against me. Oh, isn't it? You know, it's so hard because we want to do things right to honor God, but yet at the same time, when you look around at what it appears – that others have everything together and you're thinking, Lord, there's just no way I have, I have laundry, I have dishes in the sink, I, you know, or whatever it is. And you're just like, there's just, it's impossible. I can't measure up to that. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, he never asked us to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that day at age four, when I prayed with my mom after hearing about being born again, like 
I, God will never love me more than he did in that moment. Yes. Nor will he ever love me less. It's not like I have to be perfect. I already have his love. I already have his acceptance. Yes. And so it's my enemy that wants to consistently pull me back into measuring and comparing with other people, always wanting to do it right. And it's Jesus who invites me to lay down that burden and recognize that he has already accomplished it all on the cross for me. I don't have to be perfect, um, and and especially in the eyes of other people. Um, How do we balance he, um, striving, striving in our own strength with, you know, choosing excellence? Right. Well, and I think even too, as we look at, the, at each other, we can be inspired by excellence in each mm-hmm. other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but I think there is a difference between. Um, what I do to achieve this right standing or acceptance or honor in the eyes of others, uh, and what I do just as an overflow of who I am. I'm a daughter of, of God, um, and I want to please Him with my life, but I don't have to work so hard mm-hmm. to get His acceptance. And, and really, I think it's helpful for other people around me in the church um, it's really helpful when I allow my sin and my inadequacies and my uh, the ways that I feel less than. It's, it's helpful when I expose those things. Hmm. Um, because really, if you think about it, as Christians, when we say we are a Christian, mm-hmm. we've already exposed ourselves. <laughs> we've already said my sin was so bad that Jesus needed to die yeah. on the cross, like with blood dripping down from that crown of thorns like that's what had to happen to take care of my sin that is already established just by saying i'm a christian we've already exposed ourselves so then why is it so hard for us to recognize that we're not perfect um and and i you know i think also there's just a a groaning and a longing for the day we will be perfect but not so that not, not just for the sake of being perfect but just that all will be right and we will be with god in the way that our creation was designed to be in the first place. Well, you know, you think about relationships like dating or when you first get married and how you want everything perfect, but then once you relax and you just get to know that person in a relationship, <laughs> it's so much more freeing and so much more fun. And I'm sorry we're out of time, but I, I think it's that way with God, isn't it? Like once we realize he just wants to mm-hmm. be with us and love us, we yeah. don't have to be so uptight <laughs> about all the comparison, That's right? True. Oh, wow. Thank you, Shannon Popkin, for being here today. And if you want to learn more about Shannon, go to ShannonPopkin.com. She has some awesome books, and you can get her book, Comparison Girl. You have been listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and this show is about simply doing life with God. I would love to pray with you or even hear your story. So just go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. You can download 12 Steps to Forgiveness. I even have recipes on there. But we will see you and hear you again on the next show. You have been listening to Simply for Women. that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith to hear today's show again or to share it with a friend search simply for women wherever you get your podcasts or visit jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org 
That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God.